You are listening to sermons from the pulpit of the Bible Baptist Church in Marysville, California. We hope you will be blessed as you listen to another practical message. And that is about the only one uh, that I could say. Uh, The things that I want to do, I don't always do. The things that I know I don't want to do, those are the things that I do. And, you know, there are battles that we all face. And in this flesh, uh, as we have battles, God has a plan for us as we navigate through it. He, he has given us instruction. He has given us guidance. Uh, he has given us his word so we can know what and how we are to live so we can follow and live according to God's plan even though we are still dealing with the natural carnal, sinful person that we are. And so uh, this is going to be part two of spirituality versus spiritual. Uh, Spirituality versus spiritual. And let's pray. Father, we thank you for just the service we've had so far tonight, Uh, the time of prayer, the time of praise. Uh, But now, Lord, when we come to the preaching, I pray that you would meet with us. I pray that my mind would be clear of all of the things that would be a distraction. And Lord, may, may you lead and guide me. And may all of us, myself included, respond to the truths that you have for us this evening. And so help all of us to grow in our faith. Uh, just continue to work in our midst, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. We looked last week at this, uh, the introduction of spirituality versus spiritual. And, and here in Acts chapter 19, we find these individuals who are casting out demons and attempting to cast out demons. Uh, and uh, with that, uh, they then were in turn uh, overcome by the evil one. And, and so uh, the, in verse 15, the, the uh, statement was made by the evil spirit. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know. But who are ye? You know, just because somebody does some spiritual things does not make them spiritual. I would would look at this situation of somebody casting out demons. Well, that's spiritual. And, And we could look at other people and we could think that somebody is spiritual by the, the actions, or we could look in a mirror and think that we are spiritual. But just because we do spiritual things does not make us spiritual. There are people that change their own oil, but that does not make them a mechanic. There are people that bake cookies, but that does not make them uh, a chef or a baker. Uh, and, you know, when we look at life, I remember uh, when I first started going golfing. Now, I, I golf about uh, uh, once, once a year, if that. Uh, I haven't golfed at all in two years. But, uh, and and I remember the first time that I went golfing, and I, I enjoyed the time with my dad and doing a little bit of golfing. Uh, but uh, people later would ask, hey, are you a golfer? Absolutely not. Uh, I have gone golfing. I enjoy golfing, but I would not consider myself a golfer. There are people that go fishing, uh, but uh, there's a difference between going fishing and being a fisherman. And there's a difference between doing spiritual things and being 
spiritual. And so uh, last, last week we looked at that uh, and spirituality and spiritual. And so we looked at several things so far. Good actions do not make us spiritual. Belief in God does not make us spiritual. Church and religious services do not make us spiritual. Uh, these scribes, these Pharisees, these religious rulers, uh, they were all people that were in, within the realm of, uh, of, uh, of religion and uh, what we would call a spiritual realm, but they, they were not spiritual. The Lord had more problems with the religious crowd than anybody else. And so, uh, so here I want you to see several things uh, tonight as we look at this. And I'm going to give you uh, three, three things tonight as I am looking at spirituality versus spiritual. Number one, the spiritual are those who are led by the Spirit. The spiritual are those that are led by the Spirit. Now, that just sounds like an obvious answer, and it is. But we don't grab a hold of that which is bottom shelf a lot of times. Just stop and think about the Christian life. There are five basic things that we need to do to be a good Christian. We need to read our Bible. We need to pray, we need to go to church, we need to be a witness for the Savior, and we need to be, give our tithes and our offerings. Those five things, those are the five basic foundational things that a believer needs to do, and that's just ground, ground zero. That's just getting started, but it takes five things. Now, as I look around the auditorium, I'm looking at people who have been in church Pretty much Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, week after week after week, some year after year after year. But if we were to sit down and have a conversation of where we are on those five things, a great percentage of those that are here tonight would not have those five things nailed down. We're still dealing with the milk. Those, those aren't meat. That's milk. This is, that is ground zero. That is baby Christian stuff. And we wonder how come we don't have power with God. We wonder how come we struggle with so many other things in life. It's because it's not the things that we don't know that we have problems with. It's the things that we already know that we do not do that causes problems. And if you and I were spiritual, we would be led by the Spirit of God. And if we are being led by the Spirit of God, we are going to be doing those five things. So if I am not doing just these basic tenets of, of spiritual uh, actions for a believer that would be uh, basic for a new believer to do, then how would I have an idea that I am a spiritual individual? You know, and, and as I began this, this series and this message, 
The intent isn't to attack anybody. The intent is if we don't, if we're not honest with ourselves enough to know where we're at, we can't fix anything. If we don't know what the problem is, we can't fix it. And, and I don't know about you, but I do not want to stay or be a baby Christian. I want to grow. Uh, I don't want to be part of the crowd that, that the Apostle Paul looked at in Corinthians when he said, I could not uh, speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, for you are yet babes in Christ. Uh, he said, I fe- fed you with milk and not with meat. Uh, and so there wasn't that ability even to give them the deeper things of God because they hadn't even grabbed onto the, the basic things of God. And so when we think about being spiritual and and we need to be spiritual. But being spiritual begins with being led by the Spirit of God. That means He's leading and we're following. That means that, means that we are submitting ourselves. Uh, take your Bibles, go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16, and I want you with me at verse number 13, John 16, 13, and I've got a hasten or we're going to have part three and four of this message. Uh, so John chapter 16 and verse number 13, uh, the Bible says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into some truth, all truth. Let me tell you, baby Christians aren't grabbing all truth. And if the Spirit is leading, He is going to lead us into all truth. He, he wants us to continue to grow. He wants us to continue growing in our faith. And He is wanting to lead and to guide us. But if we are, we are not listening, we are not yielding, we are not following, then what is happening is He is not leading us into that truth because we're not ready for it. And so uh, He shall uh, guide us into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. So the spiritual are those who are led by the Spirit. Now, that's not just being saved. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit of God moved in. Uh, Ephesians tells us you are sealed to the day of redemption. The Holy Spirit, uh, First Corinthians, Second Corinthians uh, six, uh, our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, uh, and what a what a blessing that is. Now uh, these individuals in Acts chapter nineteen, uh, we look at them as though they must have been spiritual because they were casting out demons or endeavoring to do so. But those guys were not even saved. And and I had alluded to this last week, uh, so I want you to go back with me uh, in uh, in Acts chapter number 19. uh, Go back with me to verse number 1. Acts chapter 19 and verse number 1. It says, And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto them, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto then what were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Uh, Then said Paul, John verily baptized 
with the baptism of repentance, saying unto, unto the people that they should believe on him, which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. So, so here, these individuals, not only were they endeavoring to do something that was a spiritual event, they were not even saved. Paul was looking at their testimony of salvation, and he asked them about their baptism, which was supposed to be a symbol of an in, an outward symbol of an inward condition. The, the uh, uh, baptism is something that follows uh, a person's faith in Christ. They put their faith in Jesus Christ, the finished work of Christ on the cross. Uh, he died on the cross for us. He was buried, and he rose again. And so we get baptized after salvation uh, to let other people know that there was an inward uh, uh, condition of faith. And so the baptism was outward. Paul was questioning their baptism because there was not a testimony of salvation. And, and so, so here, these individuals, they were, they were lost. Uh, and uh, lost people can do spiritual things. So doing spiritual things does not make you spiritual. Uh, these individuals in Corinth, uh, they were carnal. They were not acting according to uh, the truths that they had been taught. They were saved. They were babes in Christ. They were carnal. Uh, so they were carnal. They weren't spiritual. They were spoon-fed. They were bottle-fed. There was no meat. There was no spiritual meat. Elliot is not eating meat. He's not ready for it. And there's nothing wrong with being a babe in Christ. There's nothing wrong with, with taking the milk and, and, and having someone coming alongside and nurturing and, and, and giving that uh, food and that spiritual insight and help and strength. Uh, that's, that's part of the natural process of growth. But it's not where we're supposed to stay. Just because someone has been saved for a long time does not make them spiritual. There are people that have been saved for short periods of time that are more spiritual than people that have been saved for 30, 40, 50 years. Just because you've been saved for a long time doesn't mean that you've grown. Just because you've been in church for a long period of time doesn't make us spiritual. So, just because someone used to be spiritual doesn't mean that they're still there. 1 Corinthians 3.3, 3, For ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying, strife, divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as babes? So what, is that, what does that tell us? That tells us there are markers that identify babes in Christ. There are markers that identify carnal Christians. When somebody is envious or jealous or somebody is creating division, telling you about somebody else's problems, bringing up issues that are not fixing anything, just, just driving a wedge, they are telling you, hey, everybody, I'm a baby, I'm carnal. That's important that we understand that. I don't want to go around waving, hey, here's my immaturity. 
But spiritually speaking, that's what Paul said they were doing, and that's how he knew that they were carnal. It wasn't that Paul just had this special spiritual x-ray that he could look into somebody's heart and see whether or not they were spiritual or carnal. No, the manifestations of their life, the actions that they had, revealed what was going on in the inside. And so, so here, uh, that's, that's how uh, we can see that. We can, we can see somebody's, the, 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 the manifestation. Out of, the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And all of a sudden, somebody starts regurgitating problems and division and jealousy and envy, all, all they are doing is revealing that carnality that's there. And everybody has it. It's not like any of us have got a complete victory in this area. But these are, these are markers, uh, and it's revealed in posts and texts and attacks, conversations, actions. Uh, so, uh, so we've got to guard that uh, in our life here. Uh, so Paul said, I have planted Apollo's water, but God gave the increase. So we see several things. We see that uh, the spiritual, I'm sorry, the spiritual are those who are led by the Spirit. Number two, I'm going to hasten here, uh, the spiritual walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. The spiritual walk in the Spirit, not in the flesh. Take your Bibles, go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Now, in Galatians chapter 5, we'll look uh, together at verse number 16 and 17. Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. uh, The Bible says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that you would. What do we find then? Uh, we find that there is uh, the spiritual then are, are not going to walk according to the flesh. That means they are not going to walk according to the natural, sinful, natural man, the lost side, uh, the fleshly side of ourselves. Uh, when we got saved, we have a body, we have a soul, and we have a spirit. And when we got saved, uh, our spirit was made alive again, and you became a whole person. And so the body is the part of you that you see. The, the uh, soul is the part of you that's the real you. That's the part of you that communicates with man. Uh, that is your personality. That's who you are. The spirit of man is the part of you that communicates with God. And, and when you got saved, now you have that live spirit. And so the spiritual is going to make a determination. I am going to walk not according to my natural sin nature. I'm going to walk according to the spirit, uh, to, according to the new nature, the, what, what the Lord would want me to walk in. He said, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now, this is where we get into sanctification. Sanctification is the process of becoming holy. God said, be ye holy, for I am holy. Now, the word holy is sanctified, set apart. 
And here God says, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So let's say God is on this side, and let's say the, uh, the, the world is on this side, the natural man, the sinful side, uh, is on this side. And God says, if you are walking in the Spirit, you are not going to walk in the flesh. But in contrast, if I am walking in the flesh, now I am not walking in the Spirit. And God says that when you're walking in the Spirit, uh, ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So what, what is that? We need to be continually following the Spirit of God in our life. You know how the Spirit of God leads us? He said He will lead us into all truth. You know what He wants us to do? He wants us to learn God's Word, and then He is going to impress on us what He wants us to do with that. You know, what a wonderful thing. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier uh, this week, and they were, they were not uh, understanding an uh, a, uh, area of separation. And, and with that, uh, you know, I had to deal with it, an area myself, as all of us do. And, you know, with that, because the Spirit of God was the one that was leading me in that area, I don't, I don't have to wonder if that was man or if that was God. I know that God wanted me to do something. And so as I followed him, uh, he was leading me that way. And it led me to, to be in obedience to what his word is. And God never leads us to disobey his word. The Spirit will not lead us to disobey the word of, the, of God. Galatians chapter 5. Uh, look down with me at verse number 19. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 19 to 21. The Bible says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, wrath, uh, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Uh, he said, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And what do we find here? God lists these, these works of the flesh. And God's saying, those works, uh, if you are living and you are doing these things, he said, it's telling you what path you are on. And if these things are in our life, that's telling me that I am not following the Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. So, uh, too often, though, we think, okay, I'm, I'm going to try not to do this. Man, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm not going to get drunk. And, and I'm not going to be immoral. And, I, and I'm not going to be envious. And I'm not going to, to cause seditions and wrath and division. And we start looking at all these things. Okay, I'm not going to do this and I'm not going to do that. And we start working on ourselves, trying not to do the wrong thing. And what we find is we fail because we are trying not to do something. In reality, all we need to do is what the Lord wants us to do, being obedient 
obedient to Him and following the Spirit of God is automatically going to separate you for, from the very flesh, from the very things that He doesn't want us to do. So the, the whole process of sanctification and trying to be holy is not trying to stop anything. It's not that I'm trying to stop any of these, these things that maybe are identified here. The whole process is me saying, Spirit of God, you lead me and help me to be yielded to you. And as you are following him, you will be following the word of God because he is going to lead you and guide you into all truth. And so then as he brings things into our life that he wants us to do, what you're going to find is he starts revealing things that are wrong. And you start saying, okay, well, I've got to make some changes. Uh, when I got saved, uh, there were a lot of changes that I had to make. Uh, one of them, uh, I've, I've told you before, uh, was my hair. That was a big deal to me. Uh, and and I remember man, the preacher, I don't remember when he preached it, but I remember uh, having to go, and, and I didn't have to go, but I, I chose to get a haircut. Uh, and my hair, it was, uh, I mean, it wasn't down to the middle of my back just because I had curls. Uh, and so my curl, my, it get down to about my collar, and then it's just roll up into ringlets. And, uh, and so uh, anyway, so uh, I remember going to the, uh, to the, uh, uh, to the barber with my uh, pastor. Uh, he, he was the one that told, told the barber what to do. I didn't know what to tell the barber on my haircut. Uh, and so I, I remember sitting there in that barber chair, looking at that mirror, and just looking at all that hair falling off. And I was like, oh no, it was terrible. Uh, but, you know, that was a step. I remember the Spirit of God working on me on my music. Yes, music, it's spiritual. There is a right music and there is a wrong music. And the Spirit of God just started working on my, my heart on my music. You walked into my room and it was ACDC and Black Sabbath and Iron Maiden and Van Halen and all the posters, you couldn't see the wall. And there was always music playing. And the Spirit of God just kept working on my heart. I remember coming to church and listening to the songs of God and listening to the specials. I'm thinking, how do people listen to this? This is terrible. And then people are happy about it and saying amen. It's like, man, this is not even music. And, but I remember the Spirit of God just convicted me about my music. You know, if you'll be honest, you know that every music genre, it has an activity that goes along with it. Country and Western and the drinking the acid and the heavy metal and the gang and the, the drugs. And there's an agenda that is promoted that is anti-God. You know what? The Spirit of God that lived inside me just kept on telling me, you got to change your music. And I remember we had the Bob Wills singing family come to church. And they were terrible. They were terrible. And my parents bought some of the, the uh, they had albums and then they had the cassettes. And I remember as a teenager, I ripped all those posters off my wall. We had a burn barrel at church and I got a big, 
a big brown paper bag and I filled it with my music. And I took it to church and the youth pastor had a burn party. And he burned it all. And I remember just switching that music and starting to listen to the right music. And God gave me an appetite. I had to create an appetite for what was right. You know, you don't have to create an appetite for what's wrong. It just comes natural. But if you're going to have an appetite for what's right, it's on purpose. Now, everybody knows I like Oreos. I like Oreos. I like dark chocolate. You can, bra- you can blame my father-in-law back here. <laughs> Deb and I started dating, and I'd go over to their house. I don't think I had ever eaten an Oreo until I had gone to, to his house. He always had Oreos. I didn't like dark chocolate. I liked milk chocolate. But he had dark chocolate. And for some weird reason, trying to win friends and influence people, I would eat his dark chocolate and I would eat his Oreo cookies. And there sort of became this this relationship where he knew that if I was coming over, he would start to hide his cookies and he'd hide his chocolate. And Mrs. Coates would tell me where they were at and I'd eat them. And it was, it was just sort of this bantering game that, that began. And how he ever said yes that I could marry his daughter, I don't know quite why. Uh, but, but anyway, I created, I developed an appetite. You know that which is spiritual? It's not going to come natural. It's going to be on purpose. But let me tell you something. As you are following the Spirit of God, He helps that appetite grow. He he helps you as you are taking those steps. You see, the spiritual, uh, they are going to, uh, the the spiritual uh, walk in the spirit. They don't walk in the flesh. They're not following uh, the works and the the desires of the flesh. They are trying to follow the spirit of God. Lastly, uh, and I'm just going to run through this real quickly for you tonight. Number three, the spiritual exhibit the fruits of the spirit. The spiritual exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So the spiritual are going to uh, exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. And it's the work of the Spirit of God in our life that is going to make us spiritual. It is not anything that we do. He said, without me ye can do nothing. You and I cannot make ourselves holy. That's a job far greater than what we could ever accomplish. But what the Spirit of God will do is He will lead us and He will guide us. He will convict us. He will correct us. And He'll bring us to a place where we are following Him. The work of the Spirit of God results in spiritual fruits. 
Now the fruit of the Spirit here, as we list these fruits of the Spirit, these fruits of the Spirit are not for our benefit. They're for the benefit of others. You know, the fruit tree doesn't eat its own fruit. Others come up to that tree and they pick that fruit and they are the one that's blessed by it. It's not about me having joy. It's not about me having peace. It's not about me having love. It's about the Spirit of God working in me and bringing out these fruits so other people can enjoy those fruits. We are so self-centered that we think everything is about me. I want joy. I want peace. I want... And we think it's about us. And the Spirit of God is going to develop these fruits, not for us, though we get to enjoy them. It is for His kingdom. It is for his purposes to reach other people, to help other uh, people. It's for others to be helped. It's for others to be comforted. It's for others to be strengthened and built up and edified, sharpened and encouraged. It's all for other people. The spiritual gifts that we have, uh, the spiritual fruit, these are all kingdom-building fruit. So the Spirit of God is able to accomplish the plan of God down here on this earth. Now, you and I, if we are going to be spiritual, it is not because we just do all the right things. It is going to be because we yield to the Spirit of God as He leads us to follow His Word. And as we are yielding and obedient to Him, He will grow us. And that's what needs to happen. We've all got to keep growing. We've not arrived. Now, when I think about the Spirit, the fruits of the Spirit, the love, joy, peace, I think about the love, uh, of course, the Lord Jesus Christ. Perfect example for God's to love the world. Uh, I think about uh, joy, the Apostle Paul sitting in the Philippian, uh, in prison, uh, writing to the Philippian people, rejoice uh, uh, in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Uh, David, as he was saying, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil. What was there? There was peace. Uh, and there, there are examples of these fruits being evident in other people's life. And guess what? You and I are strengthened in our time of need because they had that fruit. The Spirit of God wants to bring about fruit in our lives so somebody else around us can be helped. Spirituality versus spiritual. Not just doing spiritual things. It's about us being yielded to the Spirit of God as He leads us. And in doing so, what we'll find is we are being made into the image of Christ. Let's not be content with just spirituality. Let's desire to be led by the Spirit. Father, I pray that you'd help us. Thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for our people and, Lord, their sincere desire to know uh, your will in their lives. And, Lord, all of us, 
uh, as we are uh, following your word. And uh, Lord, help us to grow. I pray that each and every one of us, no matter what stage in our, our Christian life is, uh, Lord, we need to, to follow you. We need the Spirit of God to lead and guide us. And so help us tonight, please. Just speak to hearts as only you can, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. Let's stand together. We'll have just a short invitation. If the Lord spoke to your heart tonight, uh, maybe he put his finger on something in your life tonight. Uh, let's deal with, deal with that this evening. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed our service. If you would like to hear more, visit our website at bbc4me.org. That's bbc4me.org. May God bless you.